0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to this special edition of Employment Matters brought to you by the Employment Law Alliance, the world's largest network of labor and employment lawyers from the best law firms around the globe. I'm your host, Pete Waltz. This week, we continue our focus on the biggest issues affecting businesses and organizations globally with the spread of COVID-19. Along with bringing you the updates and critical events happening all around the world, we're fortunate to have the opportunity to bring in our local ELA lawyers that are practicing on the ground in these jurisdictions and work daily with their clients to move them through these difficult times. Since the outbreak, we've been getting updates from ELA colleagues all across the globe, initially from China, Italy, then Korea, across Asia, Europe, Latin America, and then back to the US. Today, we're going back to Europe to check in with our member firm in Germany. Joining us on the program today from his home office is Daniel Hun, partner from Biden Burkhardt, who's gonna shed some light on how business has been impacted in Germany, what some of the recent legislation, government directives have been, and how this is impacting business overall and the economy. Daniel, welcome to the program. I hope you and your family are well.
1: Hi, Peter, thank you for having me. Yes, I'm well. Uh, despite the fact that the construction work is going on in the back, everything's okay. I hope this doesn't disturb our interview here.
0: No, I'm getting a driveway put in at my house here too. <laughs> so from Pennsylvania to Munich, both are getting construction done outside. So audience members, welcome to Virtual Shelter in Place. So let's jump right in, Daniel. How is the economic situation at the moment in Germany due to COVID-19, and has it affected the labor market in Germany so far?
1: Well, for obvious reasons, the economy is not great in Germany. It's not a catastrophe so far, but we had a serious and significant shutdown of public life during the last couple of weeks, ever since the crisis emerged in March. Some restrictions have been lifted already a little, so meanwhile, shops are open again, this is the most important thing maybe, but restaurants, bars, hotels remain closed. So there are sectors, obviously, that have been affected more by the crisis than others. In total, the labor market is still somehow intact. As you might know, we had a, a very good time labor employment-wise in Germany for the last, I'd say, 10 years or so. But now for the first time in years, the unemployment rate has significantly increased. This is compared with probably the US, not as significant. It is only an increase in 0.7% of the moment, meaning an increase in 300,000 people. Germany is a smaller country than the US with 80 million citizens. So, but still in relation to the US, it's still not the same. And there are reasons for that, right? One reason is that employees are generally better protected by the law than in the US, for instance. Most employees have termination protection. I will talk about this a little later. We have some government programs in place, which we can discuss as well here. So all in all, not great, but not a catastrophe
0: at the moment. What can employers do if they have employees that are currently working, but they're not working to capacity based on what the virus is doing or what restrictions they have? How does that happen? And what happens if they're expected to be back at their full working capacity in the next couple of weeks or months? How's that going to unfold?
1: Well, for those kind of employees, the government has put in place a program, which we call Kurzarbeit, literally translated short-time work. And it works as follows. If there is a decrease in workload due to the crisis, and if the employer expects that this workload will increase after the crisis. For those kind of employees, the government pitches in and can actually give subsidies to the employer. And the employer can agree with the employees to reduce working times and salary accordingly, down to 0%. And the government will then compensate those employees to a certain extent up to 87% of their former net income So this is a really interesting tool for employers to, for a temporary period of time, for a short period of time, decrease their labor costs and remaining the employees and keeping them on the payroll at the same time. So that after the crisis, they don't have to hire new personnel. And of course, in order not to let them go due to the crisis.
0: That's an interesting thing. And we have something similar here in the U.S. with what we call the PPP, the Payroll Protection Plan. But that's set up here in the U.S. as a loan. Now, they have had discussions that the loan will be forgiven, but many, many companies have taken advantage of that. So in the scenario you described, will that money that's been given to employers, is that considered a loan to be paid back, or is that a grant that will not be paid back?
1: No, that's the good thing. Those are real subsidies paid by the government, and the employer does not have to pay this back. There are other programs in place, like loans for businesses that struggle, but that's a different thing. Here, the Kurzarbeit Geld or the short-time workers' money, as we call it, is really a direct subsidy by the government in order to compensate for any income loss. And the rationale behind it is to protect the labor market. Right? In Germany, we have unemployment benefits for people who are unemployed. They have a kind of uh, insurance you know provided by the government and of course if they remain unemployed it's also expensive for the government so the government did the math saying okay it's probably easier for us to subsidize a temporary loss in income instead of having those people on the payroll so to say of the government for a longer period of time and that's why it also adds up money-wise right a concept maybe not so familiar with other jurisdictions but due to the unemployment benefits
0: the government has to pay anyway
1: This makes kind of sense here, and is a good tool for employers to make the transition here during the crisis.
0: Well, that's that's excellent advice. So I'm hoping our listeners, if anyone in the local governments from some of our other jurisdictions like that idea, feel free to jump in, uh, U.S. included. But what's your advice for companies who don't expect their employees to be back to 100% working capacity in the near future, especially if they haven't been busy already in the COVID crisis, like restaurants or other things? What's the advice that you have for those employers?
1: That's tricky, of course, but there is a solution for things as well. And it happened a lot, right, that people went into the crisis or employers or companies went into the crisis already not doing too great, right? And now that the crisis is there, it's even tougher on them. And for those kind of employees that are concerned by that, the concept I just explained is not the right fit, obviously, right? For one, because the statutory requirements are not met, if there's no expectation that the workload will go up again after the crisis. But secondly, it's actually not a long-term solution. If you have a structural problem with your workforce, you better solve it and not try to cover it up a little with government money because you will have the same issue again after the crisis. So my advice to companies in terms of that, both legally, but also entrepreneurially, so to say, is solve your problems, your structural problems now. Now is the time where you also have a good reason, you know, in public for the PR people, for instance, to explain why you let go people and do your homework and do them now. Then you will be better off after the crisis. Problem is, in Germany, it's not that easy to let go employees. Like in other European jurisdictions, for instance, we have termination protection, meaning most employees are Protected by the law, that means you cannot let them go very easily. There are possibilities, but it's restricted.
0: So Daniel, in the situation where, you know, this short-term need isn't going to make a long-term solution for companies, and employers may need to just let people go, we've talked about this with many of our other jurisdictions around the world, about the challenges of letting people go and what terminations are like. So what does it work like in Germany? How difficult is it to let employees go in Germany?
1: It is pretty difficult, no surprise, but there are solutions. For one, most people have an employment contract. They have statutory or contractual notice periods. This is one thing the employer has to observe, obviously. But even apart from that, most people and most employees in Germany are protected by the law. They enjoy, as we call it, termination protection meaning you can't just fire people or let them go or terminate them. You need a justifying reason for that. And one reason is so-called operational reason, meaning a business reason. But it's uh, not that easy. You have to prove that you don't have to work anymore, that it's long-term, that it's not only temporary. And then there is a special pain for employers called social selection, meaning if you let go people for operational reasons, you have to make a selection. You cannot let go of the people who have no work anymore. You have to check among the comparable employees who is less worthy of social protection, meaning you have to keep the employees who have been with the company for a longer time, people who are older, people who have many children, and or people who are disabled, meaning that's not always the people the employer wants to leave the company. And this constitutes special challenges. But the good news is, with a good lawyer, you can create some wiggle room, and there are ways to optimize the situation, as we call it. And that's an important message. Apart from that termination protection stuff, there are also collective labor law issues to be concerned. We have works councils. This is a a kind of special German concept. Those are employees representative. They have similar powers as unions in other countries. And you have to involve them to a certain extent as well. If you have mass redundancies, so if you let go a lot of people in your business, then there are special regulations kicking in. That's everything is quite burdensome. And it's a jungle of regulations where only an experienced and skilled labor lawyer can guide you through. But as you can imagine, this is the kind of service we offer.
0: Sounds like you've been busy in that service too, I would guess at this point. Actually, yes, due to the government
1: programs, not so many companies have started to let go people already. We have a couple of projects going on, but we expect it to become more due to the crisis. Because as I said, structural problems, they come to the top, you know, in time of crisis to a significant extent. And that's when most companies also decide to solve those structural problems, if they have been reluctant in the past to do so.
0: This is great advice. And again, it is a difficult time all around the world, but it is also a time to look inward at your company and look inward as you as a leader and decide how do you make the right decision for the long-term? How do you protect the organization, the clients, the vendors, and the employees to the best that you can for the long-term proposition? And in some of those cases, there's some difficult choices. So I think in many ways, this will resolve a number of the questions that clients have probably avoided decisions making in the past.
1: Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree
0: more. Well, Daniel, thanks so much for joining. I hope you and your family stay safe, and I hope whatever's being built outside your window gets finished, and I'll let you know when my driveway gets done too. Yes, that would be great. Let me know. Thank you so much, Peter, and all the best for you. If you'd like to connect with Daniel from biden Burkhart, our ELA member firm in Germany, or any of our firms around the world, Just search for them on the ELA website at ela.law. Go to the big Find a Lawyer widget in the center of the page. Click on the drop-down box to find any of those lawyers by phone or email. Also, when you're on the website, make sure you sign up to receive invitations for upcoming webinars, download our white papers, or access the ELA's exclusive Employer Handbook. You've been listening to Employment Matters, a podcast brought to you by the Employment Law Alliance, the world's largest network of labor and employment lawyers from the best law firms around the globe. I'm Pete Waltz. Thanks for listening.